Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. And mom. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, mom. Sounds fake, but okay. There's a mom here. There's a mom. It's my mom. Hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> Would you like to tell the world anything about yourself? I don't know. I'm just mom. I'm... She's my mom. <laughs> this is Sarah's mom, Julie. Yep. Now, this is our second mom we've ever had on the podcast. Yep. First mom of one of us. <laughs> my mom heard yesterday that Julie was going to be on the podcast and got very jealous because she <laughs> isn't even allowed to listen to this podcast. I told Julie she can listen to it now. Really? Well, I, I was well ex- I guess you're not talking about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Well, at one point I was told I couldn't listen to it and then... But now you can. The other mom was on, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, see, we can't tell my mom that you're allowed to listen to them, because then she'll be real mad. Yeah. Well, I have a little preface that I wrote down. And the little preface is, I used to not want my parents to know about the pod, because it made me kind of uncomfortable. But eventually, they just found out, because, like, oh, their family members knew. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they found out. And I'm at the point where I feel comfortable having my mom on. Hi, Mom. Hi. Um, but... Yeah, if, also, like, I'm in a position where I have a very accepting family, and I haven't had people, like, react badly, if you're not in that kind of situation, you don't have to have your mom on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good preface, Sarah, that's um, probably very niche. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, listeners, if you're not ready to come out to your parents. You can have Julie. Yeah, Julie can be your mom. Julie is now everyone that listens to this podcast, Mom. Yeah. Congratulations. You have 30,000 children. <laughs> well, 30,000 listens. You have like 400 children. <laughs> this is good. I love to mom people, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just caveat for the listeners. If people in your life, especially your parents, do find out about, you know, your sexuality, whether that's ace or something else, and are struggling a little bit, I don't know, maybe... We can help them with this episode a little bit. Or not. No pressure. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> no pressure. That? Thank you. No pressure. It's fine. Here we are. Good introduction. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, so, I guess for some context for those of you who haven't listened to every episode, which don't blame you, there's a lot. Um, some people, okay, side note. Yes. We've gotten a lot of messages recently of people that, like, discovered the podcast and are listening from the beginning. Yeah, it's wild. I'm sorry. I don't know why they would why do would that. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, my family, I have a sister, and mm. she identifies as gay. She was on the podcast. She also. was on the podcast, yeah. Um, and then I obviously identify as Airways, and so those are both of my mom's children. <laughs> she only so has two. <laughs> that's the experience that she has had. Um, so I guess in terms of you coming to understand aceness. Tell us, what was your first introduction to it? To aceness yep. or hmm? Yep. Well, so like when was the first time that you learned the word like asexual? I don't know that I could pinpoint that. It's um I mean, I guess if are you talking about like your experience or Just like in, with in general, Emily. Just like when did you learn 
when did you first find out about like the ace umbrella the ace umbrella probably when you kind of came out to me like yeah. i knew um like we ha- like our best friend is gay we've had nieces and nephews you know that are gay many and- of sarah's cousins yeah. are gay yeah as we've mentioned before my family is <laughs> full of queer people um so in terms of that you know that i was familiar with or i've heard of like people being bisexual or whatever but in terms of like the umbrella getting into all of those subcategories mm-hmm. really when you came out was when i first became aware of all of those subcategories which i still don't fully understand but i'm trying yeah we don't even fully understand it <laughs> yeah so do we understand anything no. no we're just winging it on this podcast yeah <laughs> um i guess like when you were first introduced to it, which was kind of when I kind of came out, but also kind of didn't, yeah. um, I guess, like, what was your reaction to it? Were you, like, confused? Yes. <laughs> Good. I was very confused. Um, just not that I disagreed with anything. I just didn't understand it. It wasn't part of anything that was part of my experience or that I'd had, that I'd known that I'd had contact with. Yeah, we were talking last night about how when I came out, you were very supportive. You just didn't know what you were supportive of. <laughs> you were just exactly. like, I support you in anything. What What is this thing? <laughs> like, what's happening? Which is, a, I feel like that's a good attitude to have. Yeah. Is like, I don't care what it is. I still support you. But also, what is it? Uh, what? <laughs> Help me understand, please. Yeah. 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 I guess, was it something that when you first learned about it, were you like surprised? Or were you just like, ah, okay. Well, I was surprised that there were so many subcategories. Yeah. (laughs) That that was surprising. Um, But, like, when we were having our text conversations when you were in... I was in Germany. (laughs) Yeah, it was... (laughs) It was kind of an interesting way to find out. <laughs> As we're having these like side conversations and Emily was pulled in on it and yeah, Emily's my sister. So, um so then just you were trying to explain it to me and again like I'm support it's who you are, but I just wanted to understand better who you are. Yeah. Um and I remember you sharing some videos with me to go back and watch the and I don't remember who it was, but of people explaining exactly mm-hmm. what they are, and it was it was the Ash Hardell videos, which were very helpful. Yeah, and I needed to watch a couple times to really yeah. <laughs> fully get the idea. So, but it was one of those things. At first, it was confusing because I I didn't even know that was all out there. It was like opening up a whole new world to me. Mm-hmm. But then once I started finding out more about it, um, particularly Arrow Ace, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, that makes perfect sense for Sarah. Like, once I really understood what they were, it totally made sense for you. But it wasn't... It just took me a little bit to figure out what it meant. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Takes us all a little bit to figure out what it means. Let's (laughs) be real. So I guess... I know you said there is still stuff that you don't understand. But is there, like... I guess... I don't know how to phrase this question at all. Um... Like, as time has gone on, do you feel like you have started understanding it more, like, over time? Or is it just like, this is what I have now, and now I'm just going to keep coasting on this knowledge? Does that make any sense? I think it does. Okay. I mean, <laughs> and I th- I started focusing on Arrow Ace because that was the new thing that most directly impacted our world. Yeah. Um, and so that, I really, because that was you, I really wanted to get a better understanding of 
of what that meant and who you were. Yeah. But I feel as time has gone on, I've started to understand other aspects as well. I mm-hmm. don't, haven't necessarily as actively tried to understand all of it. It's not directly relevant to your life. But it's still something that I need to know. So I yeah. feel like... You're informing yourself. Exactly. That's good. We support that. Knowledge <laughs> is good. Knowledge. Um, are there any things that you, like, just don't... You still just really can't get a grip on at this point? Or is it mostly just, like, little stuff that... A lot of times it's just, like... If you look at some of the subcategories and some of the subtle differences between them, confuse me. Mm. They but, confuse all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not just you. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that there's anything, like any big ideas or concepts I don't understand. But And really at the base of it, it's just the understanding that everybody is who they are. And this is... It's not a choice. It's just who you are. And so you just accept and love everyone the way they are. And hopefully, as time goes on, understand them a little bit better. That didn't make well, much sense. but No, well, that made, made a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how everyone should feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next thing I have written is, like, generational differences. So I guess, like, is... I know, like, with people in other generations in our family don't necessarily know about my arrowaceness because it doesn't I don't None really, of their business. I don't really have the urge to have that long extended conversation with them. But I guess like you have been very accepting from the start of all of these things. Well I think it's very easy to not be, especially for people not in our generation. Yeah. Because like Our generation has a whole new view on it. Yeah, I think, like, people in any generation above ours, like, there's an excuse to not accept people because you're like, well, it's just how I grew up and it's how I was raised. So you Mm -hmm. have an easy out to be a bigot. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah. Yeah. Is there, like, any specific things that have, like, led you to? I just try and be accepting of all people. No matter what it is, whether it's their ethnic background, whether it's their, you know, how they identify, whether it's whatever. I just try and be accepting of all people. So this is just sort of like one more, I hate to say category, but just like one more extension of that. Yeah. Um, And you're also like a teacher, so you've dealt with a lot of different... Wait, like you're a teacher and you, you teach a lot of special needs kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it would make sense that, like, if you're going to be accepting of people who have a disability that a lot of people aren't as accepting of, like, of course mm-hmm. you would be someone that accepts everybody. I try and look at not the superficial stuff. Not that I'm saying that is superficial, but it's just... Sarah, you're very superficial. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it, didn't, it didn't come out sounding right, but looking at... I guess looking a bit deeper and mm-hmm. not trying not to judge on some of the other things that sometimes people are really quick to judge on. Yeah. So as like a, a parent of queer kids, plural, um, mm-hmm. obviously, not obviously, but like I would anticipate that like when we were born and we were just like infant children, you weren't like, ah, uh, yes, <laughs> I bet this is a queer child. <laughs> like I anticipate that they will live this particular life. Like I guess... In the coming out process, or the lack of coming out process in my case, like, how was your reaction to that, and how was that something that you took in as a parent? Okay, you're right. Like, you don't have a baby and think, okay. 
I bet they're gay. That's a gay. You know, and, and you sort of envision the life your children are going to have. And certainly they're going to follow their own path. But when you were little, I envisioned if you married, it was going to be to a man. Me too. And, <laughs> you know, like you, you just have the stereotypical dreams for your child because you don't know any different. Um, and then as Emily got older and I suspected before she came out to us that she was gay. And so, um, and I actually planted some conversations ahead of time so that if she really was, it would hopefully make it easier for her. Um, which came out when she came out, some of those planted conversations did come out in the conversation. Success. <laughs> nice. Effective parenting. <laughs> and you were telling, I try. You were telling me yesterday that like, the fact that we have a family friend who's gay helped you in terms of like Emily coming out, right? It yeah, because when he came out to us, because I've known him since ninth grade, mm-hmm. and he's one of our best friends. And when he came, he was Dad's roommate in college. Like yeah. when he came out, we did not see it coming, and it took him a while to convince us that he was not joking around because he jokes around all the time anyway. So partway through him coming out. And your dad's still thinking he's joking, and I'm elbowing him like, uh, he's serious. Like, this (laughs) is... um, So, going through that experience with him when I didn't see it coming, and then I did see it coming with Emily, but, like, just going through that conversation with him really did help prepare me for responding to Emily, because that's such a critical conversation, and you don't... As the person they're coming out to, you don't know when it's going to happen. And you want to make sure that you respond positively so they don't misinterpret anything or read anything that's not really there. Because so going through that with him really helped me be in a better place to go through it with Also, because he was an adult when he came out to you. And I think it's a little bit different when you have like a kid or a teenager coming out to you. Is like it's a much more... Like, your reaction is going to have a huge impact. Yeah. Especially, Especially if you're their parent. Yeah, if it's your parent or anyone in your family, like, their reaction is everything. Yeah. Um, and so it's you had, like, a little practice run. <laughs> it was. It was, like, a practice run. And it did yeah. help me a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Emily was scarred for life for when she came out with us. I hope not. So I don't think so either. <laughs> so that's good. Um, um, but you said, you were saying that you didn't necessarily see it coming with me because you didn't understand what aceness was. Exactly. But in hindsight, it made sense. Exactly. Because, well, you know, like you've said before, like, you just, you can appear straight because you're just not dating anyone. Yeah. Because that's the the quote-unquote default. Right. You know, and I'd often wondered why I'd never heard you talk about, oh, being interested in this boy or even this girl. Mm -hmm. I never heard you talking about being interested in anyone, but not knowing that the umbrella was out there. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) What I think is funny is that, like, I feel like even if Sarah wasn't ace, would we really hear about it? (laughs) (laughs) Like... I feel like if Sarah wasn't Ace or wasn't Arrow, I don't think I would truly ever hear about her dating life. It would just be like, liked. oh, I'm getting married now. And you'd be like, what? I truly think that's how it would go. It would be like, uh, so I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend. And I'd be like, uh, mm, And we've been what? dating for six months. So. <laughs> that is truly what happened. That's a good point, Kayla. I, I totally see that. Oops. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, but anyway, but like, so I'd, I had thought about that. Like, most kids you hear 
about crushes or this or that. And I never mm-hmm. heard that from Sarah. But not knowing that the Ace Umbrella was out there, I never associated with that. Like, had I known it was there, I would have thought earlier that you might mm-hmm. fall under the umbrella. I just didn't even know it existed. Look at all this terminology you use. Where do you go? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I know, like, Emily, before you came out, suspected mm-hmm. you were Ace. Yeah. And that's because, because she... she knew what Ace was. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, you probably definitely would have seen it coming if you had known it what it was, because Emily had yeah. noticed it. Yeah. But then once I understood what it was, everything just clicked. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so Sarah. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. I'm making weird faces. I know you can't see it. <laughs> oh, we're um, uncomfortable lady. <laughs> we love it. Um, so I guess when you found out about our sexualities, did it, like, change your view of us at all? Like... It didn't change my view of you. Because at the end of the day, and I, I want to make sure I say this carefully because I don't want it to be misunderstood. How you identify or how Emily identifies... I don't want to say it doesn't matter to me because it's an important part of who you are, but it in no way impacts my relationship with you. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? sense? Mm-hmm. So Kayla just made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> you look weird. <laughs> so, yes, it's an important aspect of who you are, but it I'm going to love you the same no matter what. It doesn't impact how much I love you or how I'm going to treat you. The one thing that was a little difficult for me to adjust to, and this is my issue, not either of your issues, is because you'd grown up and I'd had these dreams, as you just imagine, like your child growing up and this is what mm-hmm. their life's going to look like. And all of a sudden it looked drastically different. Yeah. You know, so instead of, you know, Emily potentially marrying some man, well, if she gets married, she's going to marry a woman and odds are you're never going to get married at all, yep. which could happen anyway, but... right. But my dreams and my visions had to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. It's like High School Musical. Dad, that's your dream, not mine. I think that's like really common, though. I it's feel very like common. when people come out to their parents, I feel like the most common thing you hear is like, I'm never going to have grandchildren. Like, I think like that's something I hear all the time when mm-hmm. people come out. And it's because, you know, when you do have a kid, you expect like, oh, this is going to, this is what my kid's life is going to be like. And it's probably yeah. going to look like mine, because why wouldn't it? Right. Right. Um... And now all of a sudden it's completely reversed or undone or whatever. And it took a while to kind of retrain my thinking, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But all along I knew that's my issue. It's not your issue or Emily's issue. That's my issue to deal with and come to terms with. Yeah. And, which I have, and it's not like it's a negative thing. It's just sort of... It's just a life change. It's just reframing how you think. I don't think that's like anything like wrong or like that's bad either though it's like you've had sarah for 21 years like of course when she was a baby you thought like certain things about her and you thought like her life was going to go a certain way because you've known her since she was an infant so like Mm -hmm. i think that's like a really natural process to have to go through yeah so and i have i made a note also about kids with like i think this is applicable to any parent because any parent, their kid may choose to have or not have kids or may choose to have or not have right. biological children, like biologically related to them. Um, but I think it's especially a big deal for parents of queer kids because it's more common, I think, in that situation. With like, was it, was like the fact that like, I don't want kids, was like, that something that you had to come to terms with? Like, was it like, I think you kind of touched on this, but like, was it something that was like, well, I don't I don't know where I'm going with this. 
It was a, this isn't a very good question. No, I think that's what she's <laughs> saying because that's something else. Like just is again reframing what you're thinking. So this is just reframing that if you don't want children, you're not going to have children. So am I having yeah. to go through the process of reframing how I'm thinking that okay, if I have grandchildren, they're probably all going to be coming from Emily and not yeah. from you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's another thing too. But that's just this. I mean, that's just part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so it's just... And even if I weren't Arrow Ace, I still don't think I would want kids. Exactly. So, sorry. (laughs) And if there's a little part of me that holds out hope that you might change your mind someday. I'm going to have dogs, Mom. (laughs) You'll have dog kids. But that's okay. It's your life. You have to live it the way you deliver it. You can have my kids, Julie. Can I? Yeah. Here. Here. Have Um, Also, there's like a, a thing with... Well... (laughs) <laughs> the concept that if uh, your children do have kids, they may not be biologically related to you. I know for some people that can be really difficult. But also, I saw a thing on the internet recently about how, like, when you're thinking about adoption, a lot of times adoption is seen as, like, a last resort. Whereas, like, you only adopt if you can't have biological children. And it's like, that's not how mm-hmm. we should think nah. about it. <laughs> but, like, I know for some parents, like, that's a really difficult thing to, like realize that like okay maybe I won't have grandkids that are biologically related to me but like what whatever <laughs> I was I just keep thinking I've been binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. and there was an episode where Charles's ex-wife was holding his sperm hostage yeah and it was his last sperm because now he's sterile mm-hmm. and he was like well what if I don't have a kid that's my kid and then Jake was like by whatever that doesn't make you a dad Anyway, it's like my beef with Age of Ultron, with Natasha, with Black Widow, how she's like, I can't have children, Uh, and it's like, yeah, you can. Yeah. Your ability to... (laughs) (laughs) That's the tea. Anyway. I feel like we've gone off on a little tangent here. That that is what this podcast is. (laughs) That is all we do. Um, Yeah, this podcast is full of tangents. (laughs) <laughs> Can I redirect back to what I think the original question was? Sure. <laughs> Does it matter to me if I have biological grandchildren? I was guess, that kind of. Kind of what you were getting Or like, at? was that something that you had to kind of like overcome? Or I don't know. Question mark? Um, <laughs> the interviewer over the year. <laughs> um, I mean, that's probably something I'm still kind of adjusting to, but... I just love children. So whether <laughs> they're works with children, love a baby. <laughs> whether they're biologically related to me or if they're adopted or however, you know, it's like I've told Emily, there's there's so many ways to create a family, and so dogs, what, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if there are grandchildren in my future, however that happens, dogs. I will just love them the same. What about cats? You're allergic to cats. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> I want a cat so bad. My mom is also allergic to cats. Too bad for her. I'm getting one. <laughs> Dogs and cats take some allergy medicine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Knowing what you now know about me and my sister, um, is there anything that you would have done differently or anything you would have changed in hindsight about... I don't know, like, how you raised us, how you reacted to things, or would you just be like, yeah, it's chill? 
I would have responded very differently when Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl song came out. Oh, okay. What was your reaction? Did you hate it? I... Because there are That's reasons. Really specific. There are reasons to hate that song, but I don't think yours are the reasons that I don't like that song. Why don't you like that song? Because it's fetishite. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for Do another. Tell. <laughs> it's just she's not actually gay. She's just fetishizing lesbianism, which already happens, and she's just handing it to the male gaze. That is true. Anyway, <laughs> and that's the tea. For another time. <laughs> Um, that was a train of thought. <laughs> you would have reacted differently. Katy Perry. Because when it first came out, I think I said something about you guys not listening to the song or whatever. And it was a time when Emily was really coming to terms with... Turbulent. Right. And so it had a... <laughs> Kate was shaking her head. like that word. <laughs> um, so I think it ended up having a ne- negative impact on Emily as she was trying to figure out who she was. Mm. And so at the time, it wasn't as open-minded as I should have been. I should have just been like, fine, just listen to it, whatever. It's not a big deal. So I think I would have, like, I felt like I was open about some things when you were younger, but I guess I wish I'd been a little bit more open about things. Also, just like with the times, it's, there are things that, the general society didn't know or didn't talk about in, like, the early 2000s that, like, can't blame you for not having known them, like, because it wasn't... Well, it just wasn't... There wasn't access to yeah. that knowledge. Like, I was um, just talking to my mom yesterday, and she was asking me... She was like, so what sexualities are there? And she just wanted... She just wanted me to just list sexualities, so I gave her a few. But I was like, what's happening? I can't. Then I truly, I forgot every sexuality I'd ever known. Because yeah. it just left my mind. Um, but she was like, so how did you like learn about these things? Like, where'd you find this? And I was like, the, the internet. internet. And she was like, just like, you, did you look it up? Or like, and I was like, no. Just, I just, it was just on the internet. The social internet. But like, yeah, I think she probably was curious. Of like, I don't know these things. How come I don't know this? Because yeah. it's not on TV. That is true. It's increasingly on TV, but there's some ways to go. Well, I mean, but to be fair, if I didn't have the children that I have, I probably wouldn't know. That is true. Yeah, to be fair, it's, like, not very relevant to my parents. There's no reason for them to know other than just, like, being an informed person. Yeah. You know, and, like, when I grew up, it's like you were straight or you were gay. Mm -hmm. And eventually there was kind of, like, bi or, you know, some other things. But, like... There weren't all these subcategories or whatever. So we tended to think uh, you were straight or you were gay. Well, even the ace community as a community is very young. It's the 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 idea of, like, not being attracted to other people is a tale as old as time. However, <laughs> Kayla hates that I said that. Mm. However, like, the identity in the community is fairly new. So... Yeah. See. Well, and then I also, now that I know more, I look back at, like, family members that have, like, passed away that I'm like, hmm, I wonder. My grandma? That's a bitch. <laughs> huh? What? What? My grandma. Several, several family members have been like, was grandma by? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> There's no, okay, just looking at your family's track record of how many days <laughs> there are, she has to be. 
Like, there's no way she isn't. That's not who I was thinking of, we'll but... We'll never know. If you even think about, like, old maids in, like, stories and whatever... Mm-hmm. Gay. Gay? Ace? Ace? Who knows? Not straight. Um, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway. Uh... Is that the only thing you would change? Your reaction? <laughs> Do I get this girl? I can't even... Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's so specific. I it's love really it. specific. I know, that was, like, way too specific. No, that's such a parent thing, though. Sometimes I'll, like, my parents will bring up very specific things that they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, I don't remember this. <laughs> What's funny is I also have some very specific memories of my childhood that scarred me for life. That, my, par- that my parents don't remember Retweet. at all. Well, it's like, you do your best to be a good parent, and you try and be open and accepting and understanding, and then we're human. We well, yeah, there's up. always, yeah, like... <laughs> The one thing, and it wasn't even a screw up, truly discard me for life, is I finished, I took the last blueberry from the bowl, and I didn't ask my sister first if she wanted it, and then my dad gave my sister a whole bowl to herself. <laughs> and so now I always have to ask people if they want the last thing, because I was scarred for life, and my dad doesn't even remember. But at least you're not bitter. No, never. <laughs> I don't know bitter. Oh, I don't know her. Iconic. Okay. Is that so that's the only thing you would have changed as you were not that song? No, there there are other things. I guess at that point like I st- I mean cuz I felt like I hope that you've always known that like we're supportive of like our family members or friends that are gay or I remember when my cousin first came out, you were like pulled us into the den and you were like, "Do you see this Facebook post?" and we were like Yes. And you were like, you know this is okay, right? And we were like, <laughs> <That's so> yeah. <laughs> and you were like, cool. Cool, see you later. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that, I mean, it's your cousin, and you hear so many things from school, and you, at that point in your life, you're getting input from so many other aspects other than us, and I just wanted to check in and make sure that... You weren't raising a homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I did not. And you just got married. That's yeah. exciting. It is exciting. Um, now, he's one that we knew from... From <laughs> young age. You can tell. But some other family members were complete surprises. So... The baby gaze. The baby gaze. I thought you meant, like, the gaze of a child. <laughs> like, the, the eyesight. G-A-Z. Okay, this is a conversation we've had before, isn't it? Is gaze some, and gaze. Gaze and gaze. Yep, sounds is Sometimes... This was a thing our freshman year. I would ask someone, which word am I, am I saying? And I'd either say gaze or gaze. And I would see if they could tell. And often they could. Anyway. The male gaze. We hate it. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, cool. I don't know if I finished answering the question, though. Yeah, oh. We keep interrupting you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen Sarah in, in days. In days. <laughs> I think part of it is like, because we always tried to be open that, you know, now this is going to sound really bad, but like just supportive of friends and family that were gay, mm-hmm. because at that point that's all I knew. <laughs> Without the expectation that we were necessarily going to be right, quitting. but I, I hadn't shifted into my mind that yeah. you guys might be. So yeah. I think I might have started framing things differently when you were at a younger age, because mm-hmm. it just at that point never occurred to me yeah. that you guys might be. Yeah, if I thought it through, I would have just thought about it differently yeah and yeah. started framing things differently when you were younger than you were yeah i hope that made sense, no, that makes yeah, sense. That makes i i so i recently caught up on the tv show one day at a time on netflix great show um 
Thanks for the wreck. You're welcome. <laughs> I met the showrunner. It's fine. Oh, um, <laughs> and basically, the spoilers, the daughter comes out as gay. And the mom is like, oh, yeah, I'm okay with this. But then she realizes that, like, maybe she's not. Yeah. But she has a friend who's gay. And so she goes to that friend and she's like, help yeah. me. Because, like, I'm okay with you being gay. But with my daughter, it's different. Help mm-hmm. me. And so, like, she just has to, like, kind of come to terms with the fact that, like, it's not just a friend. Like, this is her daughter and that's going to impact her life. But, like... Sometimes you just got to do that, you know? Well, and there's there's a lot of truth in that because you frame it differently. Yeah. It's one thing if it's our best friend. It's another thing if it's my child. Mm-hmm. Not that I have any issues with it. I just have to take the time to reframe it in my mind. Yeah. Again, like I said earlier, that's my issue. It's not yours or your sister's. But it's a, it feels very different when it's your good friend versus... Mm-hmm. Your child. It's changing worldview. Were you in any way, like, afraid for... Like, especially Emily, because Sarah's very straight passing. Yeah. Um, were you in any way, like, afraid for Emily or, like, worried yeah. for her? Yeah. That was one of my... When she actually officially came out to us, so kind of confirmed my suspicions, that was one of my biggest concerns was not that she was gay, but just knowing what was ahead for her and encountering people that were going to not treat her well because of it and the heartache and the problems like that was like my heart broke for her knowing that that was that was in her future but she is who she is and there's nothing I could do about it other than being there for her when it happens. And it's like, we're in the upper Midwest, which is, it's not the Bible Belt, but it's also not San Francisco. It's like the Bible cardigan, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> what? I hate that. Get out of my house. You can say weird things and so can I. I was offered a bowl of ham in this home and I can say Bible cardigan if I want. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like depending on where you are in our general place of upbringing it's there are more liberal places and less liberal places so i can see that well and i did surprise myself this year by finding out that apparently i'm a liberal and i didn't know it yeah you, <laughs> you didn't are. know how <laughs> did you not know i thought i was conservative but well, apparently no, you're I'm not. not you were raised in a conservative house. you are was... not at all. <laughs> i could have told you that i should have asked you a long time yeah, ago i knew <laughs> Amazing. Um, I guess the last thing I have to say, or last question I have, is, like, for other parents of kids who are queer or who they suspect might be queer or who have come out, do you have any advice for them for handling this onslaught of new information? Oh, that's just a loaded question. It sure is. You're welcome. <sighs> okay. Um, and answer it in whatever way you do or don't, please. <laughs> it's... It's well. It's interesting to me because I had two very different experiences with each of you coming out. Yeah. Well, it's going to be different with every kid, which is a thing for parents to know. Right. And one thing, but like with Emily, I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. With you, I did not. Yes. And I will be. Although with you, I wasn't face to face. That is true. But um, Sarah Method. So stupid. But I remember with Emily, like consciously thought and both of you even just like tone of voice is like telling myself to make sure that because my facial expressions give everything away and just like in my mind like okay watch your face watch your face like watch your 
like how you're saying things because I didn't want either one of you to read in anything negative just because I was, I don't want to say in shock, but like I wasn't yeah. prepared. Yeah. You know, because you're... You with, didn't come in with note cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I didn't show any body language or say anything that could be misconstrued as negative. So going through that, um, like with Emily, I knew or I really highly suspected ahead of time. So I did intentionally plant conversations about, you know, like, oh, I forget exactly how I said it, but, you know, I don't care if, you know, you fall in love with a guy, a woman, I think I said a purple a dinosaur. purple dinosaur. <laughs> Just kind of as a joke because she, she was much younger at the time. But um, as long as you find someone that you love, if that's what you want. And who treats you well. <laughs> who treats you well. You know, it doesn't matter. So it, I think it helped planting that conversation with Emily. No idea with you. So I wasn't Me able neither. to plant anything, <laughs> any conversations. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you are who you are. And it's not as if you choose to be arrow ace or choose to be gay. It's just part of who you are. So... You know, I love you no matter what because you're my child Gross. and I love you. Gross. <laughs> That's the way it goes. And, you know, I want to be supportive of you and just recognizing that a lot of the what I went through is me adjusting my thinking and my dreams to match what your lives were like. And that's my issue, not your issue. This is, you kind of already answered this, but to any parents of queer kids who may not be super accepting as a knee-jerk reaction or may not be thinking that way of like I need to think about how I'm reacting to this like physically like what advice would you have to them for coming to terms with who their kid is do you have any <laughs> another loaded question you're good at these I'm full of loaded questions today folks um, to just you know hopefully they'll get to the point where they realize that they just may be reacting emotionally when their child comes out and no your child is still the same before the conversation as after the conversation. You just know more information. And if it's something that you don't necessarily understand, then you need to find out more about it. Mm -hmm. If it's something that you don't necessarily agree with, you need to be rethinking what your your values are because your child's the priority. So you may need to do a lot of work on yourself to kind of readjust your thinking and... Um, so that you're able to be supportive. Yeah. But it's a lot of work you need to do on yourself. It's not anything that your child needs to change for you. You need to adapt to support your child. And at the end of the day, they're your child and you love them and they are who they are. So you just have Get to... Get over it. Retweet. <laughs> Model parent. <laughs> but... Slammed my fist on the table. Thank you. It was traumatic. Okay. But, I mean, but there is a lot of work you, that like I had to do on myself. Because I had to to rethink and learn how to adjust myself. Yeah. I think a big thing is it's just like it's your kid is the same kid. Like Exactly. It's like American history is the same regardless of whether you know it or not. Same thing you know victors are telling the history yeah. whatever but like reg regardless of what you know some it there happened. is an objective truth. something happened right and so like the same is true of any person like your kid has been gay before you even knew yes and you still liked them then yeah 
The only thing is different is now you know they're gay. Yeah. And it's not a choice. I didn't choose to be white, but I am. Congrats. Didn't choose to be ace, but I am. It's all the same. Yeah, but like all of those aspects of you make up who you are. Yeah. And I love you for who you are, so. Super pale. You're welcome. I'm paler than you are. It's true. I used to think I was pale, but. And and then you saw your child. And you had a child. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know if I answered your question. I think you did. I think you did. Go team. Is there anything else you want to add about anything? (sighs) Anything I want to add about anything. Earlier you were saying that you didn't like listening to your voice because you're kind of sick. So I'll give them that caveat. <laughs> Thank you. Mama's sick. But we were sick like a couple weeks ago and you had to hear us, hear us sniffling. So you're fine. It's fine. So, I'm still sniffling. I don't know. Same. <laughs> I mean, just at the end of the day, like we said, they're the same child before they come out or after they come out. And it's all just part of who they are. And you just need to love them and support them and adjust your thinking and not feel like there's something that they need to change for you. It's you need to change for them. Do you have anything you would say, because I think most of our, I don't know that we have, do we, what if we have parents that listen to this? I mean, I know we have adults that listen to yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Um, Aren't you adults? No. Like, <laughs> no, real no, adults. No, no, we are not. <laughs> There's someone that has a, is there someone that has a PhD that listens to us? I don't know, For but some like, reason, why? I feel like, I feel like we do. Um, do you have anything you would say to any kids listening, or not, young adults teens, whatever. Humans. Uh, okay. Small humans that are listening that maybe don't have very supportive parents. Do you have anything that you would say to your pseudo-children, all 400 of them? <laughs> Find someone that they can trust and um, try and, you know, get a relationship with someone that they can trust. Um, because, unfortunately, there are parents out there that aren't supportive, but it's the parents' issue. It's not the children's issue. They it's are... It's not your fault that your parents reacted right. that way. Everyone has value. Everyone's important. Everyone is loved. So if they're not getting that from their parents... Kayla's so just nice. <laughs> um, so nice. Keep looking till they find someone that can meet that need and that can help them through it because there are people out there who will and everyone deserves that. Oh. That's so nice. <laughs> Lit. Okay, so I don't have to ruin it. Yes, I do. Um, what is our poll this week? I have no is idea. Is Julie your new mom? Is Julie your new mom? <laughs> yes. yes or no? And also yes. The third option is just for me. She was already my mom. <laughs> yes, no. I'm Sarah or Emily. I'm her actual child. Yes. Kayla doesn't count for. Julie has been my mom for like three years. <laughs> Pre, I think yes, no, pre-existing mom. Pre-existing, pre-existing yes. condition. Yeah. <laughs> Julie is my mother out of a pre-existing condition. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Kayla, what's your beef for the week? The problem is that we just did, we just did two episodes I back just to back. Came up with one, and so now we don't have any beef. Mom, what's your beef for the week? I just thought of one. Oh, <gasps> hit me with it, oh, prepared lady. My beef, not prepared. It just occurred to me. <laughs> More prepared than me. My beef of the week is parents who are not supportive of their children, and that's tea. That is the tea. 
Uh, my beef of the week is when it doesn't snow on Christmas. I was just going to say that, but I have a better one. It's not a little, but it didn't do anything. It didn't stay. Yeah. My beef of the week is that the economy just crashed so bad <laughs> and I need a job. <laughs> it is the worst crash we've had since 1918 or something. What? The stock market crashed. Oh, right. Except, so except for one. Bad. Only one didn't crash. What? Like Amazon? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Great. Uh, anyway, so the stock just crashed so hard. Dow is in I the ground. I need a job, so that's really not good. <laughs> anyway, that's my beef of the week. <laughs> we have Sorry, a multitude of beeves this week. Beeves is the plural of beef. We learned, I learned that from Katie. Katie spell it. Really? B-E-E-V-E-S. Katie got really mad at it. I think it should be B-E-A-V-E-S. That's Pers- That would be like a beaver. Yeah, and? Okay. All right. <laughs> Good improvisational. <laughs> yes, and? Yes, and? <laughs> um, Mom, do you have anything you would like to promo? <laughs> anything you're working on? You want to shout out, Julie? Do you know, I think I'm good. Can we promote our dog? Sadie. Sadie's cute, and she didn't even bark during this. She didn't. She's episode. sleeping like a dummy. Um, <laughs> I posted a picture of her on Twitter. This will be uh, a week or so ago. Uh, this will be, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's a picture of her somewhere with an ace pride flag. Yeah, she's very cute. So, that's all. That's a good one. Cool. Um, you can find our poll slash find our beeves slash find our Sadie on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Gmail, SoundsFakePod at gmail.com, and a Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. Sadie was pretty popular on Tumblr for she a while. She really was. Yeah. We stand. Why yeah. was I unaware of this? She's just a popular lady. Like, famous. what can we say? She's <laughs> cute. Sorry that your dog that, is famous. That face <laughs> speaks for itself. Look at her. That um, big dummy. We also have a Patreon if you want to give us your money dollars. Patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. Our $2 patrons are Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain in the membrane. Sorry, Keith. I just do that I'm every not. week. <laughs> You're welcome. Roxanne and Roxanne. Woo-hoo. And our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Sheetha Minnesota, Austin Lay, Drew Fitty, and Piero Fierro. Piano Fierro. Piano Fierro. Perry Fierro. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us, Mother. Any mm-hmm. parting thoughts? Uh, you kind of already gave some. I, I yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. <laughs>